Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Emil ASH checking in on a very busy and wet Thursday evening. Hope everybody is safe, that you're dry, that the earthquake didn't traumatize you too much. Um, I am from a household where our two puppers did not make a sound at all because they were through the earthquake. So uh, that's pretty rare. <laughs> How, uh, ano, nayanig bang mga mundo nyo this morning? Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the, like I was telling Emil before we started recording, um, the the scary part isn't the shaking because the shaking was kind of weak. The scary part was mostly the how long it was shaking because like too long and that's gonna damage the the buildings eventually, diba? So, uh. The fact that it hadn't stopped yet after like 30 seconds was kind of scary, but um, it eventually did. And uh, I just wanted to shout out Android for actually notifying me of the earthquake before the shaking happened. So that was pretty cool. And as usual, the NDRMC was like five minutes late and just bothered everyone when it came. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, let's get some plugs out before we get to tonight's live stream. First off, we've got a lot of content coming out this week. We published part one of our episode, uh, our interview rather, with Paul London and Carlo Cannon. Uh, that one's a very, very insightful episode. So we hope that you get to check it out, especially if you have plans of getting in the business or if you're already in the business in some way, shape, or form. Marami kang matututunan. In my case, some of my rose-colored glasses were kind of uh, smashed and shattered even though you know I, I have been doing this alongside Ro for quite some time. Uh, so go check that out. Part two should uh, drop on your Spotify feeds, if not tomorrow, then on Saturday. Uh, we've also got a couple of big events coming up, starting with the uh, Forbidden Door Watch Party, which is happening in a couple of weeks. And you can be part of that by subscribing to our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. 
All right, so if you want to be a part of the Forbidden Door Watch Party, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast where you can subscribe for as low as $5 or in all local currency, it's around 275, 280 pesos. So like we said, you'll get to join our watch party on Discord. Uh, and you can also interact with us uh, on the Discord server. Uh, talk to us about anything, wrestling, food, fashion, uh, memes, uh course we got wrestling um and also we have the pasabais which if you want to get your authentic wrestling merch the next time we do it uh, you can get it through us and we you also get to enjoy the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like raw smackdown nxc dynamite and probably soon uh collision uh and some uh, local wrestling uh reviews as well courtesy of rowan ash um, and uh, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. All right. Thank you for that, Emil ASH. Uh, we also got to congratulate Ro, by the way, as everybody's yeah. doing in the comment section. Uh, congrats, Ro, on the first episode of Unmasked. I actually checked it out this morning, and it's a lot of fun hearing things from your perspective. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We have a lot of episodes in the can, so I'm actually pretty excited. And we have, uh, after the first episode, we have five more episodes uh, waiting for you um, to listen to. It's It covers just the, that's just the year where we only did, uh, we, we started doing, um, we started by doing. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> it's literally staccato, brother. It's literally Stagato here. So uh, we're going to give Ro some time to fix things up on his end. Uh, we've also got some stuff uh, coming on the WWE side of things on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon community. So please, uh, if you miss the good old days of watching stuff uh, prior to these abrupt and awkward commercial breaks, then you might want to check out what we have to offer in the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. And unlike before, you actually get charged now on the day that you sign up. So you don't need to, uh, to stress over getting charged today and then getting charged again on July 1. So again, um, as Emil said, just hit us up on patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast if uh, you want to sign up for our patron community for as low as $5 or 250 pesos a month. Uh, but hindi natin si Julian, who's actually back on the Facebook stream. Appreciate you hey, being back, Julian. Julian. <laughs> Hello. All right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. So let's start off with the ladies. Uh, we've got new women's championships for both Raw and SmackDown. And this is something we've been talking about for quite some time. And we found out over the weekend that Asuka and her uh, Raw Women's Championship, it's been replaced with the WWE Women's Championship. So uh, it clearly looks like the undisputed championship that Roman Reigns has. And in fact, uh, the word undisputed is actually on this championship. And then Rhea Ripley on Raw, she actually opened the show and she was presented with the Women's World Championship. So yung dating SmackDown Women's title uh, now resembles Seth Rollins' World Heavyweight Championship. So just a quick look among the two belts, people in the chat, let us know which one you prefer. And even with the names, because there's eh, a discourse over on Twitter where people are talking about what they think about the names. So while you do that, while you type in your comments in the chat, Emil, let me know, which of the championships do you prefer? For me, I prefer the Women's World Championship that Rhea Ripley holds. Because eh, I just like it. I, I just like the design better. And uh, I think I already alluded to this last week. Um, yung pagka-gold niya was much better than the the 
women's championship uh, or the undisputed championship that Roman holds. Because this one is much more gold, while the other one looks kind of dark yellowish. And um, although although I do like the white straps on both of the titles, they blend much better than the black straps. So you know, I said the color combination uh, last week was kind of off, but this one with the white straps is a whole lot better. Yeah, it really looks like a female version right, of the men's championships because of the white strap, which I guess was the the goal, the intention, right, even when they introduced the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships back in uh, 2016. Looking at the titles, for me, you know, you know how much of a soft spot I have for the big old belt. So the fact that Rias, is, uh, Rias resembles the big old belt, my brownie points are also with me. So. Yeah, um, there, there, there's some discourse on Twitter about the name, no? Because see, Asuka, her championship says undisputed, whereas uh, Rhea Ripley's is just the women's world championship. And I, I, I guess I can get how it can be confusing. So Emil, what do you think about this? Now, uh, see, Asuka, she's the WWE women's champion, and then you have Rhea Ripley, who is the women's world champion. Like, uh, is that enough of a distinction for you for the two titles apart from the fact that they look vastly different from one another? I think yes, the man. Like, like it's the other one is called the World Championship, and the other one is called the WWE Championship. So, just like the old days, like <laughs> it can be confusing, but I do get the difference of both titles. And even though, yung undisputed kasi nyan yung nakalagay sa belt, like they only just copy, they really just copy pasted from the men's title, and it's it's not really much of a hassle for me. Yeah, let's address uh, another elephant in the room here that Leo brought up. Charlotte Flair made her return on SmackDown, and we haven't seen her since WrestleMania. Uh, that's still from Asuka's actually the moment when Charlotte's music hit. So what do you guys think of Charlotte being back here? Uh, so yeah, Emil Muna, while Ro tries to, to figure out the tech stuff on his end. I am... Um, okay, so she's back, right? But why does she get a title shot immediately? Mas well, she lost the championship to Rhea in WrestleMania. Okay, but it's it's the old fashioned. It's the it's why people really soured on Charlotte Flair because she gets title opportunities after title opportunities. For me, yeah, my case was Bianca to challenge Asuka for for the title than 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 Charlotte. I mean, right now, nah. So like, Charlotte can always challenge the title in the future, but not. Not right after just she she came back. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh see see Ria Kase is already on Raw, diba. Right? So technically Charlotte could make a case na she uh, there was nothing she could do about it. She was drafted to SmackDown. Asuka's the women's champion on SmackDown. So if there's a rematch clause to be had and she wants to respect yung sa draft, diba, right? which is something that you guys have also talked about in the weeks since the draft, then It does make sense that Charlotte would still go after whoever's the women's champion on SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, yun talaga yun talaga yung ano problem ko kay kay Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Si Glendale, he's asking, can't they just book Charlotte in a storyline outside the title picture? I'm gonna argue that they really can't, because that's the elephant in the room. And Charlotte, the last time we saw her, she walked in as champion and walked out without a title. Therefore, she kind of is entitled to a rematch clause, even though it's a different champion on SmackDown now. Yeah, I guess you have a point there. You have a point there, man. So, 
Um, I, I just hate the fact that they just simply inserted and not hindi yung, they just tease it first and then they'll announce the match and then they announce na, oh, Asuka and Charlotte are uh, battling for the women's champion championship at this pay-per-view. So, yun lang. Here's something that I want you guys to consider. All of you who are complaining about uh, about Charlotte already being in a championship uh, storyline. You guys are pissed off, and the Bianca Belair character is also pissed off. And with the rumors of her supposedly turning heel down the road, then it could very well uh, lead to Bianca's frustrations boiling over. And that heel turn that some people feel uh, Bianca would need to refresh her character. Baka plot device lang tong pag challenge ni Charlotte ulit. Yeah, definitely. This, this, they're setting this up for a Bianca heel turn down the line. Um, so she's probably gonna feud with Charlotte, and that can be your non-title feud. So you, you know, so there you go. If you want Charlotte to be in a non-title feud, just you know, have Bianca go after her, uh, and you know, saying uh, you know, the young, and the feud will start because Bianca, because Bianca feels that that was her title shot. Yeah, diba? Uh Maybe if uh, Bianca gets pissed off enough, she could go after Charlotte by like, pa- pa- ano, the line starts with you, diba? How are you the line? Or, or they can make a story about that or something. But given how fans uh, behave, given how you guys are reacting right now, you guys might actually uh, make heel Bianca act like Becky in 2018 when she turned heel against Charlotte. So I guess if I'm the one writing the story, it would be up to me to really make sure that when Bianca attacks someone and turns heel, it has to be in such a reprehensible way that hindi mo siya defend, ba? Yeah, exactly. Yun yung, actually, I was thinking about that. That's one of my worries that if Bianca turns heel on Charlotte, that the fans might react, might not react to it accordingly because Bianca is going to be the heel here and Charlotte's going to be the face. But, Knowing the crowd's reception to Charlotte before, people might actually cheer Bianca than Charlotte. At the very least, it will give Bianca an edge as a character, which yeah. is something that um, could refresh anyone. Diba? What's up, JK? Thanks for joining us in the comments, my dude. Let's get to our next point here. Sticking with Raw, you've got uh, a new challenger for Seth freaking Rollins, and that is Finn Balor. And this promo battle nila this week draws on their history. And... Uh, Roe uh, put in his uh, Raw review on Patreon that Finn Balor came across as both a babyface and a heel here when drawing upon what he went through after Seth Rollins had uh, given him the buckle bomb in SummerSlam in 2016, that injury that took him out for about a year, and how it supposedly derailed this very promising main roster run that everybody had expected out of Finn Balor. Did you see that as well? Yeah, oh, because... Actually, when I listened to that promo, justified Daman Sifene. Like, that's really how it happened. Uh, it all started during that match when Seth injured Finn Balor. And he was the he was the first universal. Oh, champion. we're not saying a Seth injured Finn deliberately. No, no, no. So nah, when Finn yeah, got was, injured because of the uh, buckle yeah, bomb. Buckle bomb, yeah. So um, Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that one. That was uh, that was on me. But oh, when um Finn got injured yeah, at SummerSlam and he was the champion, he was supposed to have this long title reign. Um that that was the rail. And so gets who got the ballet do promo and Made him look kind of sympathetic, even though he was the heel in 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 this uh, view. Amagandarito is that he also comes across as really bitter, 
And even though you want to get behind the Balor character, you understand what he went through. The fact that he's being a bitter dick about it. Uh, it gives Seth the ammunition to say, na, yeah, and look at you. Diba? Ano nangyari sa'yo? Uh, bakit ganyan ka? Eh, kaya ka ano, kaya you're, you're a shell of the Finn Balor from 2016. Which I, I thought was good writing on their part diba? when they were putting the promo together. So, ito yung sinasabi ko yun, na a match is a promo, a promo is a match, which uh, I got from reading yung mga Dusty Rhodes books and uh, wrestling memoirs in the past. And Finn and Seth really showed us that here in this exchange. And what I love about Seth is that he's really just taking on all comers and it's it's setting um, Seth up to be this really strong fighting champion and you know he's got challengers coming left and right. You've got Braun Breaker from NXT. You've got Finn Balor, uh, presumably at Money in the Bank. And now they're also simultaneously writing another uh, story in a parallel dito, which is the tension between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So you notice the way that they would look at each other in their backstage segments, the interactions nila, and then deliberate din yung pagkaka pakita nila sa atin na nag-uusap sina Finn and JD McDonough in the back and then Damian Priest would cut in. So what do you think about them basically uh showing us where we're going to go from here? So when you when you watch the last couple of weeks of Raw, parang nagiging obvious na tuloy na there's going to be a turn happening. So but is that bad? No. No, it's it's not bad kasi that has been the elephant in the room even before, like, who is really the guy in Judgment Day? Is it Finn or is it Damien? So now they're actually addressing it in a way that keeps the viewers hooked to see if if a turn is going to happen or maybe someone will get kicked out or maybe this is a swerve after all and they won't break up. So for, uh, parang naging interesting bigla yung other members of the Judgment Day other than just Rhea and Dom. Yeah, what I like about this is that it really shows us that uh, Monday Night Raw is a universe. Now people are able to interact with one another simultaneously. Hindi yung parang ah kalaban ko lang si Emil. Shalang ang nakaka-interact ko on every yeah. episode of Raw until we have our blow-off match and we go to our different uh, feuds afterward, diba? Now you know there are other people in their lives, in their workplaces, and that they're able to interact with them, and I think that's actually good every time. Wrestling goes in this direction. Uh, ito, may tanong si Julian. What do you think of um, the crowd singing Seth's song? Because uh, did you think that the crowd ruined the promo by singing during Finn's promo? Um, I don't know what you think about this, Emil. So I'll uh, let you go first before I give my two cents. Honestly, for me, it made Finn's promo a little bit better. Because he got more angry as the crowd uh, sang uh, Seth's uh, theme song even more. So they they pretty much egged on him because he like it it makes sense because again Seth is the baby face is the beloved baby face everyone loves him and Finn is the heel so okay lang yun they egged him on they but they you know parang uh they really they really you know sang his theme song and made Finn Balor angry which I think made the promo even better even better in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. The fact that uh, this crowd would just keep serenade, uh, serenading Seth Rollins, I don't think it ruined the promo at all. If anything, if you're the heel in that situation and you see how over the babyface is, it should actually light a fire in your belly to make you want to uh, perform as best as you can. Like in this case, si Finn, he showed us how na siya as a character nung, uh, nung, nung crowd 
being 100% against him. And that was great. It made him even angrier and more bitter towards Seth. And it also enriched uh, the feeling that Seth is such a babyface that everybody just adores. So I'm going to have to disagree with you, um, Julian. I don't think that the crowd ruined the promo at all. And Leo, I don't think you need crowd control for that because you know who's in charge of crowd control in that case? The wrestlers in the ring cutting the promo because they're the ones who are supposed to have the attention of the crowd. And I'd like to think that Seth and Finn, by association, did have the crowd wrapped around their fingers during uh, that promo uh, because of how over uh, the story is and how over Seth is. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Cody Rhodes' current side quest and we'll also cross over to NXT and we'll see if Rose tech issues uh, have been resolved, hoping that they are. But first, here's a quick word from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. All right, let's see if uh, Rose internet is finally cooperating. I, I hope that uh, we were able to resolve that. What's up, Ninang Abi? Thank you for joining us here on the live stream. Ito, medyo lagi lang yung video ni Ro. Can you try speaking, please? No, no, no. Uh, the video is in a better... Am I yep. here? Yep. Am I here We yet? hear you loud and clear. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't mind the video. Uh, I'll fix that. Pero I'm glad to be here, finally. Uh, first off, I nina rinig kanina, but um, I wanted to thank everyone who was listening to the show, to Unmask, rather. Um Really great to have you guys uh, enjoy it. Because, you know, uh, I know you guys like yung chismis, chismis, but uh, it's a different dynamic. It's, it's you know, it's me and someone you may not have heard before. So uh, glad that you guys enjoy that. And, you know, um, we have a lot of episodes in the can already. So uh, we have an episode, we have a season of 12 episodes and we already got through half of it. So we're going to have a lot of seasons in the ne- in the near future. All right. Uh, let's stick to Raw here and talk about Cody Rhodes' new side quest. And that is Dominic Mysterio. So um, sabi nga natin kanina, uh, that uh, the characters on Raw, they're all able to have simultaneous things going on. The Judgment Day being a very good example of that. Uh, they're They're working with Seth some internal tension and then you have Dom who's uh, messing around with Cody here. So Ro, what do you think about this side quest? Uh, it's funny. Um, to me, uh, um, I, I think what Cody is doing now is a lot more interesting than uh, if he would have won the championship nung WrestleMania from Roman Reigns. Like, I, I wonder, could he still be doing the same shit? Maybe he could, but it's not as fun, you know, like uh, would he still have been feuding with Brock over the past couple of months? Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't, couldn't have, uh, you know, you're still dealing with Roman, so you never know. Um, this is a huge, um, a huge cosign on Dominic. Cause, uh, the, the top baby face, I would assume, or the second top baby face wanting to work with you, uh, in, in a feud, that that's high praise, you know. Uh, the crowd still won't let him get a word in edgewise, so that's pretty cool. That that shows how effective, at least, the storytelling has been around Dominic and Rhea. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, um, I I already like this a lot better than the Brock Lesnar thing and the broken arm thing, as you guys all know. Oh, so Mayon uh, mysteriously in the helium broken arm, yeah. So no, he's still wearing the cast. Yeah, but still, you know. They're not as uh, they're not as heavily focused on it. Cause for one thing, it wasn't real. <laughs> you know? 
any can so, any can yeah. wrestle now with it, right? Exactly, <laughs> diba? So fuck that. So so naglolokan lang tayo uh, this entire time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I I I like this. I I like it a lot more for Dominic, and I like it a little bit for for Cody. Emil, can you believe that just twelve years ago we had Cody versus Rey Mysterio as a WrestleMania feud? And in the year of our Lord 2023, yung anak na ni Ray yung kalaban ni Cody. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's wild if you think about it. Like it, that, that just mean uh, uh, even though Cody uh just came back, he has been in the business for uh, for a really long time now, and um, that's when you know you've been in the business for a long time. But yung pag pag yung anak nung anak nung nakalaban mo dati, makalaban mo ngayon. Yeah, I think it kind of helps that maga nakaanak si Ray. Yeah. You know, um, if it were someone like Edge, for example, whose children are very, very young, and you know, none of us have any idea if they'll ever be in the wrestling business. So, uh, I don't think any of us can predict if one of Edge's former rivals would end up facing uh, Lyric or Ruby. Those are his daughters, Tifa. <laughs> right? So yeah. it, it's gonna take some time uh, until that happens. So that's it's a pretty cool, uh, I guess. Um, circumstance that we found ourselves in. Uh, your thoughts on this side quest for the American Nightmare? Uh, it's actually this is the mo- most interested I've been in Cody since probably Mania, because the Brock feud really like off all done so, but it's a Brock feud. So I'm okay if they're you know that's not over, right? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, they're uh, probably uh, you know resting Brock. We, 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 then they can continue the feud by SummerSlam. So I'm really okay with this one. Plus, for me, this elevates Dominic rather than benefits Cody. So this is a good thing. Probably Cody's going to win the match in the feud, but uh, the fact that Dominic is now working with the second or probably the biggest baby face in the company, that is a big stamp of approval for Dominic. Now, they can entrust him to work with some of the, some of the top stars of, uh, of the company. And All right. make the feud uh, be over with the, with the people. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to NXT here. And next week, or the next couple of weeks, actually, will be NXT Gold Rush. So for week one, the main event is going to be Seth freaking Rollins defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Braun Breaker. So last week, at the end of the episode, Braun Breaker challenged Seth. Nagpakita siya via satellite where he accepted the challenge. Um, how do you like this bit of uh, integration here from... Uh, basically, your biggest star on Raw coming back to the house he helped build in NXT. Let's start with Raw. Habang okay internet niya. Yeah, um, it's great. Um, like I said, people were doubting. Uh, were they wondering uh, was Braun gonna go up to Raw or you know? Uh, it proves that Seth is going down to NXT and working. Uh, you know, letting lending a helping hand rather. So um, I'm all for this. Um, mentioning a. Seth is really owning the fighting champion thing. Um, I don't think Braun is moving up anytime soon after this because obviously he's not going to win the championship from here unless they <laughs> really wanted to do something crazy to him. Let's do something wild. Uh, but it's fun. It's going to be fun. And it's, uh, I think, Braun's biggest test yet. Kaya ba niyang makipagsabayan with someone who is legit matagal na sa industriya. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with this. Um, it it does feel like Melo is the loser in this whole thing because he's stuck with Baron Corbin. 
that's that's sad. that's harsh. It that is harsh. harsh. Uh, I mean, I like Baron Corbin, but sempre um. How how did how did the loser between him and Braun diba, end up with uh, with the <laughs> one of the top championships in the company while Melo gets Baron Corbin? So that's pretty that's pretty fucking sad when you think about it. So uh, things to consider when you, when you're watching this match in a couple of weeks. Next week, that though actually. Uh, next week, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you go Emil. Get your legs in. Um, I I just thought this now. It's fitting that uh, the event is named NXT Gold Rush because, um, the initial tournament for the NXT Championship that Seth that's won right. was called the Gold Rush Tournament. So it, that's it's right. so fitting. So the So that was that was really good. That was very uh very no clever. word <laughs> very clever on their part. Um, in terms <laughs> of the match, <laughs> in terms of the match, um, it's a welcome sight to see Seth in NXT. I mean. Um, again, he's presenting himself as a fighting champion and he will defend the title literally anywhere, <laughs> not just on Raw, but also on, on NXT. And, um, it, yeah, legit, legitimize the fact that he's a fighting champion. And like, I also, I think I said this last week, this might be a test run. Braun might not be moving up yet to the main roster, but maybe this is, this is a test run for a possible main main roster run for Ron Breaker. And if they can see if they can insert him immediately in a big time storyline and not do for storyline for a title or for someone who's a top baby face. So I hope they I hope he really succeeds and I hope they get to have a really good showing next week. Yeah, what makes this fun for uh, for Seth Rollins fans or people who are so uh, fixated lang on the world champion is even he is not immune from side quests. Kalamu si Cody Rhodes on my side quest about Seth literally has challengers left and right. So I, uh, this is can a I, can side I talk quest about the side quest real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I talk about that real quick? Because um, Vince never let anyone do side quests, but uh, just. You know, around this time last year, Vince was having people do weeks and weeks of the same thing uh, for all his top guys. He never let anyone do side quests at all. So the fact that we're here laughing about it and talking about it uh, just goes to show how far we've come and, you know, how advanced everything how 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 lame everything was under vince i mean sorry i know uh you can't really talk shit about the old man but uh, you know uh it is worth pointing out because every time you get a chance to point out the different things that are happening under the triple h regime you have to because some people will just say oh but i like vince better i like vince writing better no it wasn't good it was just not good and even the wrestlers themselves did not like it so let's um let's let's stop this propaganda to si leo nagahanap ng away ah bakit mo pinoprovoke si tribal chief huh uh, going back to the side quest thing, I I just want this new development from WWE 2K. Yung my GM mode, dapat pwede na mag side quest. Like you can still be feuding with your number one contender or whoever you're feuding with, but you have to allow people to like take a break and fight someone else next week and not automatically end the feud. It's already 2023 and we're still stuck with a game mechanic where oh no, kalapon mo na si Robigla. No, to be fair, that was that really was a holdover from uh, the Vince philosophy of booking a story. So I wouldn't be surprised, given the the mahirap and development times for video games, wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have time to fix all that. Although that is, when you think about it, a small change. 
to how the how the gameplay is. But you know, we don't know then what kind of work it would entail to to fix that. So now, uh, I think it's more realistic to demand it of 2K24. So, uh, mm-hmm. nga, uh, sure. now that everyone has seen how Triple H booking works, we can you know do the same for uh, for the video games. For our virtual versions of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and whatever other brand you want to create. <laughs> All right. Speaking of NXT, we mentioned this earlier. There's a lot of uh, cross-brand integration going on. So you had Melo and Trick appearing on SmackDown because Melo is feuding with Baron Corbin, and then Los Lotharios. They've shown up. Of course, you had you have Seth uh, going up against Braun Breaker, Dana Brooke back on NXT, Mustafa Ali also there. So um, they're really doing their best here to. Uh, bring NXT up to the level of of the main roster by having these main roster talents come uh, back to NXT and give them that boost. So, what do you think about this cross brand integration here? Oh, yeah, um, I, yeah, this is this is good for NXT because I mean, before in the Black and Gold era, they were really trying to make NXT the third brand, and then Nawalayon they went back to being a, a purely developmental, where it's just simply the new recruits and the uh, some indie guys in there. But now, now that we are in this new era of NXT, they're slowly integrating back NXT into being that third brand. And which is good because the wrestlers from NXT, these new guys, they will get to work with the veterans of the business. And some people who need some uh, a reset or a refresh can go down to NXT and you know and do their character work there. So um it's it's a win-win situation for both main roster and NXT, in my opinion. Okay, Emil, I have a question for you as as a baller. I don't disagree with you, actually, but I have a question yeah. for you. Let's say you were playing for a professional NBA team. Yeah. And then they said, oh, you know, uh, we don't have the minutes for you because they were trying out, you know, giving minutes to uh, the younger kids that we drafted. So what we'll do is you're a superstar, but we'll send you to the, D, to the G League <laughs> and we'll have you play for our G League affiliate. How would you react? How would you? Uh, how would if it means that? Sorry, if it means that you will dominate in the G League and you know win the championship eventually. So, how would you? How would you take this uh, directive from your uh, from your front office? If if it's uh, if kung may purpose yon, then I'm okay with it. Because yeah, your purpose lang is we're, tr- we're trying out a rotation where the younger guys <laughs> have. Yeah, you're minutes. Russell Westbrook on the Clippers. <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs> And we can't find minutes for you, Russ. So we're gonna send okay, you out our G League yeah. affiliate. <laughs> like if I'm a max player, then you know what I'm saying. Because like I, I, you're paying me all this money, and then you're gonna prioritize you can't find me minutes. <laughs> yeah, can't find me minutes. <laughs> but like. Nangyarin before actually no not taman a superstar pero like no, I mean you're not someone, ass you're, you're not ass or anything but they can't yeah. find you minutes because yeah let's okay. say the, the yeah. rookies are doing better yeah no, okay so to clarify things this setup actually does happen in the NBA but yeah. for two way players but if you yeah. have a contract that states that you can be sent to the G League affiliate anytime so this actually works but what Rose is asking for the people who might be confused Superstars. is if you're like Jason Tatum on the Celtics and then you go down to the main Celtics so M A I N E Celtics so Chinadinskan <laughs> G League player to <laughs> <come> down. <laughs> 
to come down and play against them because what well, like, champion eh? let's say let's say somebody let's say a G League player challenged Nikola Jokic to come down and play in the G League. This is one of those sports things that will only really work in wrestling when you think yeah. about it. Yep. Only work in wrestling. You yeah. see, in, in, in sports, you all the best players are always on the best teams. So, hindi siya sa wrestling na you get some of the guys are going to be in NXT helping down the talent down there. So, um, veterans siguro, yeah, I could get. Pero yung mga main superstars, you don't get them playing for G, for the G League. And then, and then for, some, for some reason, Nikola Jokic has a love of the game clause. And this, this <laughs> says he can play in the G League. Says some, some scrub challenged him. <laughs> Jokes on all of us. He wants to go back to Serbia yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Wants to go home. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking going back. Uh, I, I that was a fun little sidetrack that I, I just thought of just now. Uh, uh, what was the question again? Uh, <laughs> you like the you cross brand thing, the cross brand thing, yeah. Um, this works, yes, in wrestling because, um, you in not it, not like in actual sports where you do have to make the most. Of your minutes and you do have to give minutes to your best performing guys um this helps then because you are in in our analogy with the g league in this case in, in wwe's case you are like trying to promote the g league team as uh somewhat close to uh the major league uh field so um, like a major league field so because it, it does happen that way uh, I do like the fact that they are sending down guys like Ali, guys like uh, Baron Corbin and Los Lotharios and Seth Rollins even. So that's pretty cool. Um, if it means uh, the developmental brand is going to look like a legit third brand the way Triple H envisioned it almost a decade ago, then by all means, but that's pretty cool. And I think that would give that would help give young, um, young, the young talents that might not have experience a crowd bigger than uh the capital wrestling center um you know that that kind of exposure to um the kind of crowds that will sing your sing you off the ring <laughs> yeah uh just to dig deeper into the business side of things here i don't think it's a coincidence na nangyayari to ngayon right as uh reports came out that wwe's exclusivity with nbc universal and fox has ended so what this means is that the tv deals haven't run out they're still uh on until 2024 pero exclusive ng pagnegotiate has already expired which means that wwe can actually approach other uh, content providers or platforms or networks to uh, to buy the content distribution rights for 2024 and beyond. Yeah, uh, it's too early to comment on it. Actually, because it what it really just meant is that young uh, um, window for uh, for Fox and USA's right to first refusal has passed. So. Oh, sorry, that's not a, that's not the same concept, but it's similar. So, uh, hindi na lang sila yung ano, hindi, hindi, lang, hindi na sila yung only people in play for WWE. So that's what it essentially means. But it doesn't mean that uh, it doesn't mean just yet, rather, that WWE is or you know has found someone else to to work with. But it just means that they're now open for other people. So, uh, it is actually too early to comment on it. So, um. 
if it does go to Disney or something, I, I don't know if that means uh, we'll get more content on Disney Plus here. But uh, Sana, hopefully, hopefully that would be the case, right? Yeah, uh, I I just want more WWE content that I can access anytime. That that's all I can ask for. All right, let's get to some rumor talk here. Some chatter from the NXT side of things. Uh, we're seeing from you mga reports on Twitter and online that uh, there could be some more call-ups. Yung mga names na pinag-uusapan are sina Ilya Dragunov, Braun Breaker. But based on the way that they're being booked on NXT, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And then there's also some chatter about NXT championships, plural, not singular, being defended at SummerSlam. And I think for as big of a platform as SummerSlam, I think it has to be the NXT men's and women's championships. Yeah. Um, and like, if you put if you put this on SummerSlam, it's still pretty early in those talks. But if you put these two championships at SummerSlam, uh, how long is this show going to be? Like, um, are you going to do two nights, two like WrestleMania, um, or are we going to run like an old Mania where it's like six or seven hours, so five to six hours, which uh, hopefully not um, to go to five hours max, but hopefully not, right? Um, I'm all for it because I do think that uh, the bigger crowd uh, needs to be exposed to the NXT champions, whether they like it or not, and whether the crowd likes it or not. The casuals, because I need to see more. Um, this ties back into what we were saying uh, just just earlier. Now, um, uh, NXT is being primed to be a third brand, so that's pretty cool. So para hindi na lang hindi na siya hidden secret for. Uh, among just us who you know watch uh, only watch NXT programming, so uh, I hope that happens. But I hope that they are smart about it. Because if you put NXT matches on the card, you will have to um, you will have to cut other main roster matches off of it. So that's gonna be a weird balance thing that I hope they find a way to do. Because it's too late now to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Announced that SummerSlam is two nights. So that's not going to happen. Yeah, SummerSlam is less than two months away. Iko Emil, if uh, you had your say on uh, which NXT talent or championships you'd like to be featured on SummerSlam, like will you give them one match, two matches? One to two matches uh, again, just both the uh, major championships. Pero uh, ko like there were rumors then na na basa ko na 
they were they're they're trying to unify the women's and the NXT tag team championships. So maybe that's will also no, happen that's not a rumor. That's actually happening on SmackDown. There okay. was an actual challenge right. from uh, Ronda yeah. and Shayna against Alba Fire yeah. and uh, Isla okay. Dawn. Yeah, but you know, maybe yeah, the main, maybe the main championships, and you probably have to put your biggest stars in there if you're gonna feature the brand at SummerSlam. So probably I know Melo versus Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. <laughs> no, like, that's the NXT Championship feud. No, like I'll run it back with Melo versus Braun because they're like they're the two biggest stars there. And for the women's, probably Tiffany versus, I don't know, maybe Roxanne or maybe Cora. So uh, it has to be the the biggest stars in, in that brand for it to work for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to take another break. When we come yeah. back, we'll cross over in a month to AEW. And uh, we'll set our expectations for a huge weekend for Tony Khan and the rest of his troops. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. Right. Uh, did I cut you off uh, earlier, Ro? Did you, you want to add something to your NXT rumor? Oh, no, I thought I, I, I thought I was also going to talk about the unification. But uh, I don't know. Um, I, no, I just wanted to say that I don't really quite agree with it. But uh, if the plan was for the original main roster women's tag team championships to um, to have been traveling across the main roster in NXT, then uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually the spirit of the women's tag team championships about when they were established in 2019. So I guess we're going back there now. All right, uh, let's talk about AEW and let us set our expectations for Collision, which is happening on Father's Day. Uh, that's Sunday, June 18, Manila time. And we saw CM Punk back on TV in his first televised promo since Brawl Out. So I'm going to start with you, Emil. Your expectations for this brand new show that is uh, reportedly being built around CM Punk. Honestly, I have no expectations for the first episode. Because um, for me, they're just simply stacking up the card with big names, big matches, hoping to score a huge rating in their pilot. So I don't I don't really expect anything uh, long term you know in this first episode. So they're just you know having the best matches possible. You know, but uh, as I as I also said before, it's also crucial that this show has a different feel and different uh, at- atmosphere to make it distinct um, over dynamite. Because you know as I said before, if it's the same show, then it just might end up as being another rampage so this is gonna be a crucial uh crucial week for tk he has to make sure that collision work because if it isn't then masasayang lang yung investment niya with this new show mm-hmm. i wanted to ask um emil what exactly is your definition of a different aew show different like, theme I was gonna ask different the set thing. different set different pacing to how the matches go um different set of wrestlers which Pero hindi pa yun nangyayaring yun, yung brand split. Wala pang brand split as of this moment. But, um, ano eh, gusto ko lang yung maiba. I, I don't want, I don't want it to just be, just be like another AEW show. You know what I mean? So, the typical AEW show kasi is, it's pretty good wrestling. Like, you cannot deny that it's good wrestling. But not everyone kasi looks for good wrestling. So, that's what's hard about it. So given that, I wanted that's why I was trying to ask you what exactly is a different feeling AEW show for you? Because 
Um, I don't know how else they can differentiate that um, outside of a hard brand split. Yeah, maybe the first week, wala pa. Wala, di, di pa siya magiging super distinct from Dynamite because, again, they're using the so same yeah, people. If Dynamite just... is the the big wrestling show with all the marquee matchups, with uh, lately, like I said, they've been really doing some great matches. Yeah. What exactly did you want Collision to be? Like, do you want it to be the Raw of the of its uh, uh, to the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era SmackDown of Dynamite? Nah, it's all promos, it's all story, yeah. it's all segments. Yeah, probably again, brand split has to be a key here. And yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. It had, um, Dynamite has been, is resting heavy. I want this one to be more storyline driven, I think, if okay. meant to be different. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. Uh, my thing lang is um, so I saw the CM Punk vignette diba, that they aired. Yeah. Uh, I saw he has a lot to get off his chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, red flag nayon for me because he said, one, he said that he doesn't know what he's going to say. That's the fucking bad part. You have to tell CM Punk <laughs> what he has to say. What he's gonna say? How we got to this entire problem is because you didn't impose yourself on what CM Punk could say. Um, yes, CM Punk talking off his chest or off the top of his head is exactly why you hired CM Punk, Deva. Pero, given the recent problems that we had with CM Punk, that was the last thing that I needed to hear from CM Punk. <laughs> uh, Give him a fucking outline. Give him bullet points. Tell him to not, you know, give him a do's and don'ts list of what not to say. No, I don't want to hear the words, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, that's that's like a surefire way to, you know, send everyone into a train wreck again. Right? Especially if he's kumasamagising niya sa araw na yun, with a live mic. It's a live show, by the way. In Chicago, of all places. So he knows that he can say anything he wants in Chicago and people will eat it up. So, uh, that's, the, that's the part I didn't like about the, the promotion of CM Punk's comeback. So that's, that's not good at all. So I mean, Obviously, that might what, what I'm afraid of might not happen. I'm just saying that the possibility is now there because he... And he acknowledged that he has no plans. He has no script. <laughs> so that means Tony Khan has nothing, has no notes for him as well. That's my expectation. And that Roe Morant was brought to you by Philip Jack Brooks. Uh, <laughs> si Ina sabi niya, sana magsorry man lang daw or public apology. What do you think the yeah. chance are? under on uh, public apology yeah, happening? Exactly. The, the, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Probably that's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, like, if, if you wanted to stay in AEW, then Tony Khan could, he, he, he would literally listen to whatever Tony Khan wanted him to do. If, if his heart was so set in working for AEW and making money there, then then may leverage Tony Khan done. Um, I can do whatever I want you to do. Because you need me more than I need you. Well, that might not be true, but, you know, uh, given by the reaction of people who a lot still want CM Punk back um, as, as it seems but um, if I were the boss I would have a bigger you know I have a bigger right to restrict you and if you don't like that then you can walk kaso hindi pa daw siya ROI so mahirap yun yun lang 
sticking with the expectations here, um, major lost under the shuffle of all of the CM Punk talk is the fact that Andrade is coming back. He's got a match against Buddy Matthews on Collision. So what do you think about this one? <laughs> okay, uh, did, did it fly over everyone's head? <laughs> did people catch what, he, what Tony Khan was trying to do here? <laughs> Because say, uh, you know, um, it's Rhea versus <laughs> Rhea yeah. versus Charlotte. So uh, it's now Buddy Matthews versus Andrade. So I guess that's that's the joke that he was trying to pull on everyone. Uh, Andrade being back, I'm just happy he's back because he got injured. But he he was priming for a a, a decent run before he got injured, and then um, everything happened. So yeah, they got uh, issues with I know uh, management. The joke, I guess, is also part of the draw. Like, uh, oh, let's tune in because uh, the two boyfriends are gonna, <laughs> are gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, that's the punchline. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, I just hope Andrade stays healthy this time, and um, he is much more cooperative with with creative because that was probably one of the main reasons he was out for a long time. Now uh, they were give they were trying to give him something. You know, it doesn't. Doesn't want it. Doesn't want to work. So, um, so I really do hope everything is okay this time with with him. And now there's another show for him to work on. I hope he appears uh, often than he he did last year, or two years ago. Yeah, I just want to be so quick to assume na siya yung hindi cooperative uh, in this situation. Because wala naman masadong reports na siya yung nagalsa. I don't know. Huh? Uh, maybe you guys have read differently. But uh, I, yeah, I just it seems like Andrade has been pretty quiet about the whole thing. Like, yeah, uh, I think that again, uh, Tony Khan didn't have much for him, and then he just got injured. And when yeah, he, nung, nung time that he did have something going on with LFI, right? So I wouldn't go out and say again, oh, he better be cooperative this time around. You know, I'd, I'd just be careful about that. All right, uh, let's stick with AEW here. Some Forbidden Door talk. Uh, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi challenging MJF for the AEW World Championship. That is now official. And you've got Sanada, the IWGP World Cha- uh, World Heavyweight Champion, issuing an open challenge, which was answered by Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So, you know, we've got four matches for Forbidden Door. And are these World Championship matches doing anything for you guys? It adds it, it adds something to the card, yeah, definitely. Um because we already have the two major matches announced. So we really have the two main events. So this one, okay lang na si Jungle Boy yung, ano, yung nag-accept. And we're going to get this match. Uh, because I don't expect this to be one of the marquee matchups. But Loki, this could be a sleeper for a match of the night. I, I really like the idea of MJF Tanahashi. I think um, both guys are closer than some people might realize. Um, MJF doesn't really prefer the super crazy um, indie style that uh, Paul London has come to hate. <laughs> so he's pretty firmly uh, in a lot of the old school stuff. So I think uh, he and Tanahashi, who has, you know, he, he's not the same guy he was like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. So uh, I think uh, they're going to, I don't know how how limited or otherwise Tanahashi is going to be here, but I think nah, um there is, you know, uh, there is space for them to really find some chemistry that we may not know of. So I hope that that happens. Uh, Sonata versus Jack Perry. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get me going. Uh, but maybe because, um, you know, it's 
uh, a match that they pulled out of thin air then uh i love jungle boy I, I love him i love watching him work um i think they're also pretty close to each other uh, when it comes to style but um um this is one of those things yeah that and yeah it's not at the, at the top of the w of uh, the, the njpw versus AEW uh dream match scenario but it could be good yeah, yeah i don't i don't I'm not discounting that it's going to be good, but you know, it's not like the the most must see matchup from the card. Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited to see the just five guys intro and the entrance and everything, uh, <laughs> yeah. because you know everything about just five guys is just silly and in like the best way. So uh, I'm glad that the AEW crowd will at least get to see them do their thing, if if not just Sanada alone. Labanan pala to ng mga pogi. Sanada is really a good-looking guy. Jungle Boy is also probably one of the hard trubs uh, of AW. So it should be good. I mean, his, yeah, his handsome dad is, is Luke Perry. So. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Ito, <laughs> sina Aaron and Glendale already marking out. So what? You already die. <laughs> See? That's the silliness of, uh, silliness of Just Five Guys in a nutshell. Right, let's close things out here on the live stream part. Yes, my audio only tayo. Uh, by talking about Chris Jericho versus Sting, which they appear to have set up already on uh, Dynamite earlier. So uh, Chris Jericho has previously said now he doesn't seem to be interested in a match against Sting. And yet here we are. They already set up this Darby Allen and Sting confrontation with the sex gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Now, there's a tension in between these two members of the JAS. So in terms of the um, the juggling of it all, I like this. Now, you know, these are simultaneous storylines all happening at the same time and that they bleed into one, one another very well. Uh, the idea of Chris Jericho and Sting facing each other, uh, facing each other in uh, at this point in time, though, I'm not so sure what I think about this one. So I'm going to let you guys go first. Actually, I'm not sure if because it, it it was too close to that tweet right? that that you know that guy tweeting at Jericho and uh, okay, would you want to do a match with Sting? And then the other NWO guys and he said he wasn't interested. Uh, I wasn't sure. In a, was this story a reaction to that tweet or was that tweet like uh, a prediction of the story happening? How we work, palatayo, you know. Yeah. So it's pretty strange, and I'm not sure I want it because you know. It is what 30 years after WCW, so I'm not sure what this is going to do for me, other than the fact that it could elevate uh, the young teams in this equation. So, um, the young guys, rather, in this equation, the uh, the, the two of the four pillars, the so called four pillars. So, I don't know, I don't know if Jericho and Sting need to give them any gravitas. I think, um, I think they could have just worked young. Sammy versus uh, Jung, uh, yeah, uh, Darby Allen thing uh, by themselves and see how that could have been um, explored by the creative of AW. But you know, um, maybe you know they did it for the the historic pop, the historic uh, the record book thing. So what um, what uh, before you get your thoughts in Emil, sabi ni Ina, akala ko ba si Darby ang magiging last opponent ni Sting? Uh, I don't think if ever matuloy tong Jericho-Sting uh, match, I don't think that's Sting's last match. Because if he has said na Darby Allen, he wants Darby Allen as his final opponent, which I think he put in the Players' Tribune article, uh, that's probably gonna happen. So I don't think we're getting Sting's retirement match just yet. Yeah. Sige, Emil, go. Um, I... 
I just want the younger guys to have the spotlight in this feud rather than the the rather than Jericho and Sting. Because hey, Sting's run has really worked well because he has just been in the background of most of the feuds that Darby is in. Uh, so um, so he worked. Young Rolnia really fits him well in AW, and I don't want him to be in the spotlight, like be in the main feud and. Um, I just wish this is a Darby versus Sammy feud with them on the background rather than a Jericho versus Sting uh, feud. But I, I would I would be okay with a Jericho versus Sting match. I mean, uh, it's something that they've been in. They were in WCW all those times, and they never faced off in the match. So why not? Yeah, you know why? Because Chris Jericho was in the cruiserweight division. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm, he was. That he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the question from Glendale. Ro, your thoughts on the Sammy and Y2J tension? Uh, it's nice. Actually, I actually like um, the idea of it because uh, now the Basami was kind of leaning to toward being a face. Right? So uh, that's character development for him, I, I would say. Um, but we were complaining about uh, how he seemingly disappeared from JAS. And apparently, Papala, uh, they still have history. Of course, they have history because they never really outright kicked him out. It's just that they were doing something different while he was doing something different while uh, when he was chasing for the championship. So, so um, sometimes they do do these things that make sense, you know, and they do lead toward a satisfying finish. So I I, I like this. I want to see where it goes. And I want I hope that it's the story that really elevates Sammy as a player because uh, the four pillar story didn't do that for him. Yeah, um, I think it's a great opportunity. You know, uh, random, oh, baby face up Sammy Guevara after he tried to conspire with MJF and say, said na, oh I'm gonna take your money I'm gonna lie down so uh, it, it's good that Chris Jericho actually put the effort in to point out what the audience has been pointing out na, oh you were in the world championship storyline di mo tinawagan and then Sammy was like ego kalaban mo si Adam Cole di mo rin tinawagan so um, <laughs> you know at least there was effort to acknowledge yeah. na oh nga, they were kind of out of each other's universes uh, while the double or nothing build was happening, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho was the guy to suggest that because he, for all his faults and flaws, he does have a mind for storytelling. And um, I wanted to say that AW does that all the time, but they don't do that all the time. Like they still haven't explained completely why Brian Danison turned after losing to MJF. So um, they don't explain everything, but. Um, some people do have it in their heads to explain something. So when they do, when this does happen, you love to see it. For those of you who are catching this on the audio-only version, this is where the bonus conversations come in. So let's talk about Bray Wyatt because Madam Bali Balita that he might be returning soon. And Ro, I know that you're not the biggest fan of Bray Wyatt, especially this current run. So I'll start with Emil, and I'll ask you: um, Is this doing anything for you as a fan? Honestly, no. Again, indifferent now kay Bray because his last one, I don't know if it was the fault of creative or was anything, but it did, just didn't work. And you mga mystical, mystical stuff, I just I just don't like it in wrestling. But his run was really, really bad in my opinion. And hindi ko sa akin if he's not going to come back. But if 
Pero okay naman ako if he wants to come back, so if he wants to wrestle again, then, you know, uh, as he should. But in terms of me being interested in it, uh, I am not, I'm not so high right now on a Bray Wyatt uh, possible return. Yeah, you mentioned um, what it, you, you were wondering what it was, Tiba. Um, at first, I thought it was, you know, Vince's meddling that made it bad. But now that we had Bray Wyatt outside of Vince's meddling, the problem really is him. Uh, I don't want to say that he isn't a creative genius because uh, the guy can really think of some good stuff. Uh, the problem with the good stuff that he's thinking of, though, is that it's just not made for pro wrestling. Like, I feel like... Um, he wants to write a movie or a TV show, a horror, and maybe that's his thing. But maybe he likes uh, psychological or, or you know supernatural horror, and it just does not translate to the re- the pro wrestling medium. Right? Like he he's trying to marry two different interests, and he hasn't found. He's not brilliant enough to find a way to to make that work. So, um, I don't know if it will be solved by the current creative trying to do something he wants or, you know, um, maybe, I know it's going to be solved by, you know, creative dictating what they want him to do. But, you know, I think anything that involves what he wants to do is is going to miss if it's not the original Bray Wyatt character for me. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Weird because ano, the pitch black match, I think everyone generally has the same opinion that uh, it didn't land as well as, ev- uh, you know, as, as well as people would have liked it to. Um, the only positive is both Bray and LA Knight got their bag. By the fact that it was a Royal Rumble match or at the Royal Rumble PLE and it was Mountain Dew sponsored. But man, I just wish that the pitch black match led to something more. Medyo unfortunate then that Bray got injured and that they were setting something up between him and Bobby Lashley for WrestleMania. Tapos na udlut siya. So, um, I, I just hope that things work out because I think Bray Wyatt is a star pa rin naman. And I also think that he can be an asset to WWE or any company he'll be a part of. I just want to make, uh, I, I just want to see something where uh, they're firing on all cylinders. Yun lang. Kasi nasasayangan ako eh. I felt like um no I felt you know what before he left uh the Firefly Funhouse stuff was 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 good it it wasn't bad um I agree. it's just it's just that I felt like his last his current run rather his last run his his current run was like a revenge tour for um against the people who wanted to water down what he wanted to do and then because of that it veered toward the part it, it veered toward a direction that no one else could really understand <laughs> in his intended complexity lang, let and, me ask you this bro. Yeah. you said that the firefly funhouse was good stuff and i agree 100 percent. but did you think that the loss to goldberg killed the fiend because yeah fiend for sure the firefly for sure funhouse they worked hand in hand right? and when yeah. ray was still feuding with braun over the universal championship the the firefly funhouse gimmick was still a thing so did you think that you know the goldberg thing had it not happened it would have contributed greatly to an improved bray wyatt run maybe i don't know i maybe um maybe he wouldn't have had to take revenge against um you know how vince booked him I do think that the Goldberg thing destroyed his mystique and maybe he was angry about that. Um, 
you know, who knows? So, wala. Ang, yun nga eh, parang everything was a, like a revenge thing na because you fucked with me, I'll fuck with everyone and nobody loses except for whatever weird creative vision I happen to have in my head that I can't translate to, you know, what anyone else wants to, what anyone else could understand. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Emil, any thoughts on uh, Bray before we move on? Nah, uh, again, uh, just same thoughts. Like, uh, uh, if he wants to come back, okay, but I'm not going to be super much interested in what he does. All right. Uh, let's move on to more WWE talk right here. Uh, there have been rumors going around for weeks that there could be a heel turn for Bianca Belair and the Street Profits. And uh, Ro, you were dipping in and out of the stream kanina when I said na maybe Charlotte Flair inserting herself right into uh, into the title picture after a two-month absence could be the catalyst for a very incensed Bianca Belair to turn heel. Yeah, uh, if I were Bianca, I, I would be pissed by the fact that um, nothing is being served up to me that I can chew on um, as, a, as a performer, as an actress. Right? So parang, um, everything was just her being dominant as a champion. Right? So um, people like to complain about why Cody Rhodes needs uh, the needs the adversity, and you know it's it's characters like Bianca Belair and Braun Breaker when he was a face that prove why uh, just winning everything nonstop isn't a recipe for success. But so uh, this is all good. Uh, I I, w- I want to see again the kind of depth that Bianca Belair and Jumper the Street Profits can bring in as heels. So that they're no longer catchphrase machines and mm. uh, meddle something to the kind of characters that they portray in the WWE story. Yeah, Montez Ford has never been heel. See, Bianca yes. was a heel throughout her and The Street uh, Profits run. debuted as heels uh, in NXT. Did they, ba? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The they did. I, they, wow, I don't remember that. That, that yeah. must have been so long ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. they, they got over. Okay, they, they turned face. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, I, I don't remember that at all. Thanks for pointing that out. So I, I actually want this to happen just because um, I think we could be building some new stars uh, as baby faces of women's division. So moving Bianca over to the heel side will freshen things up. And then the Street Profits could also benefit from that edge that uh, the Usos got when they turned heel during the feud with the New Day in 2017. Definitely. Um, with, with Bianca, there's no for me. There's no clear motive for her to turn heel, but no clear I'm, motive. I just laid it out. No, the, I, no, I said there is a. I said there is a. Okay. <laughs> with the prophets, so I'm still interested on how are they gonna turn them heel because they hindi pa sila binubu and they're still one of the most over acts in the company. So, um, but probably turning heel will uh, lead them to possibly challenging for the tag team title. So yeah. um, I'm going to be okay with it, but uh, I'll miss the profits being like super over as baby faces because uh, they're one of my favorite acts in the, in, in the company. And um, uh, for me, but I can see why some people are clamoring for them to turn heel because they have been baby faces for such a long time now. And, um, and, I'm interested to see how how is the, this gonna turn out. 
Let me ask you both, because the street profits have been the subject of rumors for quite some time now. So the first rumors were that they were going to split up Docs and Teds, and then now you've got the heel turn rumors. So which one would you rather see happening, a split or a heel turn? A heel turn. I don't heel want. Turn. I, I don't like tag team splitting, because um, especially when you work so well together, like uh, that was such a Vince thing to do, because Vince wanted to create single stars. But yeah. um, you know, the WrestleMania we just had proved that. There is a market for a strong tag team, right? So uh, more than anything, because we were deprived of such legendary, ta- I mean, you know, big legendary runs from tag teams. I wanted to see more more people find success together than, you know, having to be broken apart and see which of you will become the biggest, the bigger star. Right? Mm. I'm so, I'm so done with that trope. The, the yeah. yeah, I'm so done with that trope. Heel turn then. Heel turn. Yeah. Also, same reasons as as Ro here. Because um, splitting up tag teams has always been a Vince's thing. And um, I don't like it because more often one guy gets over and the other guy yes. doesn't. Uh, the yeah, other guy so. gets it's a competition, right? Like one one guy doesn't get over because the other guy eventually gets pushed. Somebody has to win. So the person who doesn't get over gets tossed aside. I mean, look at poor Tucker, right? Uh He didn't. He he got cast aside, and he was the one who split. <laughs> so, uh, so well, it's it's just sad to see people get discarded that way because uh, somebody wanted to make one person a star. So I'm really glad that the new day stuck to their guns and stood their ground, uh, you know, and refused to be split up. Even if they were drafted like separate, yeah, and yeah. they didn't that, that wasn't them, you know. We'll yeah. we'll turn on, we'll have you guys turn on each other, and then we'll have you guys compete among each other to see who's gonna get the most over. <laughs> you know what's the saddest part of the Tucker thing, which I was actually thinking of as well. Otis is back in a tag team. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Otis is back in the character that uh, that Tucker was mad about. So far, <laughs> <laughs> So. And also, Chad Gable was from another tag team, and now he's. And well, to be the, fair, no, Jason Jordan. Yeah, yeah, Jason was, Jordan yeah. did get injured, so and had to retire. So, uh, but like they they split them up by having Jason Jordan be in a different storyline, right? Yeah, no, yes, because Kurt they Angle. split them apart by putting them on different shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, got it. But at least nobody had to, you know, we'll feud against each other, and you know, <laughs> somebody Alpha will. didn't fight. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right, uh, last bit of uh, discussion here for the audio-only part. Let's talk about the bloodline. It's kind of weird to be putting the bloodline on the audio-only part. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, but no, this people is... have been talking about this online. Nah. Uh, bloodline cinema, great. Bloodline cinema every week, eh, not so great. So that's what the haters are saying. So let me ask no. you guys this. Uh, no, it, the, the... It, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much because you know, um, people are apparently tired of, you know, Having to watch the drama play out um every week, right? so oh I'm I'm fine with it because you know it's like how is it any different from binging your favorite Netflix show? Now yeah, exactly. you know you can't <laughs> you can't stop watching because it's just that good. it's uh it's even better than a Netflix binge because at least you don't have to uh, saturate yourself in one go. So you know you, I mean, what happened to the art of Watching TV every week and watching the same stuff on TV every week. And I don't understand this. Right? Yeah. I don't yep. get it. Why are people hating <laughs> on it? Like people have been uh, saying that uh, we want long-term storytelling, we want character development, and all of that stuff. And over the last half year, we got all of that 
from all the members of the bloodline. Well, right. except for Roman Reigns. Say Roman is Roman. But we got that from every other member of the bloodline. <laughs> so how is this a bad thing? I don't understand. Some saka, people say, sorry, go ahead, Emilio. Go ahead. Saka, go ahead. It wasn't a while ago when people was compla- were complaining that the bloodline story has gotten stale because there hasn't been any uh anything drama related na nangyari after WrestleMania until siguro Night of Champions. So now we're getting it. We're now continuing this storyline and people are still complaining that it's too much. I don't know. What do, what do you people want? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, what, it's like, you know, what Paul London said to us, diba, na people don't know what they want. Um, yeah. You give them what they think they want and then they don't like it. And then when you don't give them what they think or, you know, when you don't give that to them, they they ask for it back, so the, nobody really knows what they want. And that's to me as a performer. That's a, that's one of the most frustrating things about wrestling, uh, especially of wrestling that we see every week on TV. So uh, that's the worst part. So that's why I don't take stock in fans' opinions anymore, because um, a lot of it is really just terrible feedback. Right? Uh, you're you're entitled to your feedback, but that doesn't make it sensible or, or correct or, or yeah or correct <laughs> so the worst part is these pro- these people probably aren't even watching week to week yun, yeah yeah no but um i i would say that some people are because yeah people some people do make fun of the fact that uh it's it's jay and sammy every week uh, before wrestlemania or before night of champions or whatever right before backlash it was roman and sammy Every week uh, before WrestleMania, whatever have you, um, is this really? I think I don't know. It's also because maybe Vince has ruined the brains of people watching because um, he didn't really have it in him to tell this kind of long-term story back when he was in charge. But you know, uh, we're getting on you know an unprecedented level of creative. As WWE fans, and I don't understand why there's still backlash against it. Like, oh, okay, as someone who can get umay easily, uh, I understand why it could be a bad thing. Why you might not want to see this happening every week. Uh, I do kind of feel it sometimes, but you know, I would much rather have this than Vince literally, literally repeating matches every week without actual development until he gets to the pay-per-view week right? so that's even worse like um people just hate it because we've been seeing the same three or four or five people um main event a smackdown every week for the past half at least half a year right? so that's the part that they don't like but still i would much rather have this and see the effort that they've been putting in. Everyone involved has been putting in creatively than to go through, you know, uh, wishy-washy Vince nonsensical story. The worst part is with all of this complaining, feeling go some uh, years down the road, people are going to say, oh yeah, everything that happened with the bloodline was the best thing of the 2020s. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> that will happen. Romanticization of fans of the next decade. So, <laughs> can't we just appreciate what we're getting now while we have it? How often do we get uh, in our lifetime someone who's been champion for 1,000 days and someone who's like an actual gaslighter who's being called out by the, the enlightened one? So, hmm. Jeez. 
All right. Um, that's it. We're going to step off our soapbox. That's going to end the audio-only part of uh, this week's live stream. Thank you so much to everybody who caught it, whether it was live or on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. And as always, you can hit us up at wrestling 2 on TikTok and Twitter if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's get to some plugs before we get out of here. First off, part two of the Paul London and Carlo Cannon interview is coming up. That's dropping tomorrow or uh, probably over the weekend. You'll hear about how the trip to Manila left a permanent scar on Paul London's chin. And you'll also get to hear <laughs> Rowan Camacho's award-winning question about a very, very memorable acting choice from Paul London. So there, uh, you, you'll get to hear that in the uh, second part of that huge, huge interview. Uh, we've also uh, told you about the Patreon stuff. So I'm going to uh, ask Emil here. Um, now that the NBA Finals are over, what's going to be on your Twitter feed? Yeah, um, you could just follow me on Twitter at email underscore Meister. Now that the NBA is over, probably some. I'm I'm gonna go back to purely watching wrestling. <laughs> so there. I mean, just follow yeah, me on my, on my Twitter. It is summer, so I know the U.S. Yeah, all your <laughs> the only are, sport yeah. remaining. <laughs> yeah, only wrestling. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Ro, any plugs? Yeah, uh, if you still haven't listened to uh, Unmasked, my podcast, um, the first episode is up. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think wherever you get your podcast, but I think you know you're, you're mostly on Spotify or Apple. So please find that. The full name is Unmasked: The Chronicles of Rome, Moran and Sandata. Uh, the first episode is up. Talks about where I am right now for people who have been wondering uh, when am I, when am I going to come back or if I'm going to come back at all to actively wrestling. I explain a few things, and next week, um, oh, I'll, pl- I'll plug this again next week. But next week, we'll start on the start of the journey, which is when I started training in 2014. So, yeah, um, uh, subscribe to Manila Wrestling Federation on Gank. Uh, please support local wrestling, and please support what we do because I, I realize that you know if you don't subscribe to Gank or you don't watch the the matches we put out on social media, you don't actually get to hear. The work we put in so please do that manilawrestling.com it's uh, ten dollars around 600 pesos for the monthly subscription you can pay via debit card credit card or paypal or gcash rather so manami options uh, if you can support please do um it will mean a lot to us especially if you enjoy our work and follow us Bro, on TikTok. Sana, yeah sorry go ahead sana sa next show marami na yes i i heard this story <laughs> dude I, I have so much to say about that uh <laughs> Which we don't have time for, but I will. I, I do have a crazy observation about that. But anyway, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off air. But uh, again, also follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod because we are posting some exclusive uh, social media only content from our Paul London interview. Mm-hmm. Emil, mag subscribe kana sa gang. Total nasa naga ka pa Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not yeah. gonna be at the next couple of shows, right? Yeah, as well. I'll, yeah. Probably this weekend. <laughs> I'll catch him. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, on, on my end, um, just want to promote yung individual social media feeds. Namin. You know, Emil's for Ro, it's at Roizwar. For Chino, it's at Chino Supersized. At Monday Night Rowan for Rowan ASH. And for me, it is at underscore Stan C. 
Thank you so much to Babyface producer Jasper at The Controls and everybody over at Podcast Network Asia, uh, some of whom we got to meet and see in real life for the first time this past week, although not uh, in the best circumstances. Uh, kind of unfortunate that it had to happen that way. Uh, so just once again, before we end the live stream, just want to tell everybody who's still on the live stream that uh, we lost one of our co-founders, uh, the late great attorney Joseph Ahunia, who was very influential um, towards... Uh, Everything you see and hear from the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast over the last few years, especially the live stream component that we've worked so hard to really build uh, you know, since the pandemic hit. So uh, we're going to miss him a lot and we have so much gratitude in our hearts uh, for everything that he brought to our show and the entire network. So once again, thank you so much, Joseph. Rest in peace, Thank you, man. Joseph. All right, uh, we're out of here. Um, on behalf of Emil A.S.H. and Romoran, my name is Stan C. We'll catch you again on the audio-only episodes next week. Uh, remember to stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. All right? Wrestling, wrestling podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.